Even when you try to maintain a healthy diet, it can be tough to get all of the nutrients you need for long-term health. Care of makes it super easy and even fun to figure out what vitamins and supplements are best for your diet and lifestyle. Go to takecareof.com and take a short quiz to get your personalized vitamin recommendation. Use offer code AMR at checkout for 50% off your first month of vitamins. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah in Portland. And this is Dimity in Denver. And the burning question of the day is, Sarah, how many days of school do your kids have left? Well, funny you should ask, because just this morning, (laughs) Daphne was looking at the calendar. She's quite the lover of calendars. And she informed us that they have 15 days of school left. Oh, oh. Mm, we got you beat out here in Denver. We got 11. Oh, gosh. But I mean, you guys start, it's just pathetic how short the Oregon school year is uh, because you guys start so much later, earlier than we do. Yeah, we pretty much start on July 1st. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a problem with that, do you? They can do fireworks in the school, can't they? Um, Yeah, no, they start mid-August. Yes, I am not opposed. I mean, everyone's like, oh, it's going to be such a short summer. I'm like, just you wait. Come like August 2nd, you're going to be counting down the days like you're counting them down now. (laughs) Um, So, so, yeah, do you got a lot of activities? There always seems such a flurry of things. The the reason why I know there's 11 is because Mr. Gonzalez, our principal, told me this morning because I finally made it. We have been laughing about this and we never really did a podcast when we or never really talked about it on the podcast when mm-hmm. it was really current. So I don't know that I could make it as funny as it was at the time. But mm-hmm. Amelia, my fifth grader, was on a step team, mm-hmm. which is kind of like a super citizen thing in the school. Like they have to have certain academic standards and get their homework done. And But they just... <laughs> Hold you know, on, wait. Go, I love the super citizen thing. Hi, I'm super citizen. <laughs> I can start drawing the logo now. <laughs> exactly. And uh, so anyway, so to, to make the step team is a big, te- big deal in fifth grade. I mean, grade they let in about half the grade, but it's a big coveted position. And, um, and so the practice for that, this like, like rewind about a a year, Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, you have to practice and you have to be at at the fourth graders practice and they have to be selected to be on it. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. around that time she was walking around the house going, you know, I mean, clapping and I mean, trying to memorize these steps, which are rhythmic, but, and you know, uh-huh. we're a bunch of two tall white girls. So I don't have rhythm. She didn't get much either. So, um, and, and to be sure that it's clapping along with stepping to a beat, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's clapping and stepping. Yeah. And like, and then they go under their legs, you know, and then they, they, mm. you know, do arm movements. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, it's a very uh, low steroid version of Irish dancing, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> step dancing. It. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, isn't it called Irish dancing? Irish step dancing. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's a big thing out here. That's why I know that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so so the reason why I know this is a long way of saying I went finally today because I had Ooh. to see one performance. They had a spirit assembly this morning. Mm-hmm. So I finally went and, and Mr. Gonzalez said, we have 11 days of school left. And, you know, everyone was proud of, proud of how much work they've done, but there's still work to be done. So, mm-hmm. you know. Don't let your foot off the accelerator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're on the step team, right? Mm-hmm. So how many performances throughout the year do they have? Oh, I don't know. I think once a month or something. I just hadn't made it to once one, a so, month, um, and you have yet to go. <laughs> well, I mean, they, 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 you know, it's, it's a, it's a. I mean, it's the performance lasted all of um, 
gosh, maybe 90 seconds. It's, it, oh. they lead in, oh, wow. they lead into the assembly. Mm-hmm. So, and then, and then there's the assembly and then that's actually where the super citizens get their rewards. That's why I got that. That's where I got that term from. So it's kind of like, they're the, they're the, like the premiere of every movie, you know, or not the premiere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the preview. The previews, preview. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, it's not like other parents go to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they do. So they, they never have. do, they never do, uh, say 10 minute, uh, step routine or something like that. No, not on their own. No. Oh, uh-huh. Huh. No, it's all about just being the leaders in the school. So Wow. So, um, yeah. There's a little, you know, it's under, in the wrong hands, it could kind of have a culty vibe to it, you know? Like, uh, I don't know, it could almost be like a dystopian teen novel in the making. Um. Huh. I think that's the, giving it a little bit too much weight. <laughs> it's all about just this death team and their 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 fearful fearless leader, fearful oh, leader, fearless leader. Yeah. Um, so, and do you so, guys do you guys have a bunch of field trips coming up? Because I I'm going on a field trip tomorrow. Oh, um, where are you going tomorrow? Going to Bull Run, which is <laughs> <laughs> which is um, it is uh, Portland's watershed. And so it's where we get our water from, and uh, there is no – they don't filter the water. Like, it, the water's so clean, and it's – oh, my gosh, it was so awesome. John, last night, they were telling me about it, and John said, the top of the water – they haven't been there, but they've been learning about it. He said, the top of the water has gross floaty stuff on it, but they put these tubes down to the bottom, and the water is so clean down at the bottom that they don't need to wash it. <laughs> I just loved the idea of washing water. water. Yeah. yeah. So so and we it's about an hour away and it's special that our school gets to go because Bull Run, needless to say, is a very protected environment because you 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 want to keep that water clean so you don't have to wash it. And uh that so so uh like each year there's like, oh, are we gonna get to go to Bull Run? And so yes, they got another uh permission this year to go to Bull Run. So uh, if you talk to Daphne, you would find out that uh, our mode of transportation, uh, we are going on coaches. We are not going on buses. We are going on coaches. And she is very determined to use the term coach. And so oh. because they're fancy buses, and I don't know, I think their teacher is just kind of joking with them because last night John was telling us, not only does it have a bathroom on it, but it has heated seats and butt massagers. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, you're not going to want to get out at full oh, run. Oh, I know. And so they told me, Daphne was like, Mom, make sure you bring a book so you can read, but then leave it on the bus. Don't bring it out when we go to Bull Run. I'm like, okay, okay. Oh, got it. Gosh, you got, you got some, some tour guides with you already. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And, watching the water. And, and then I have another school thing um, that the John Daphne are in third grade, and they have to do a biography they have to research someone, and then they have to do a presentation as that person. So they do it as a first person, you know, I am. Yeah. So Yeah, I did that. I was Alan Shepard. Nice. In, uh, I did it in fifth grade. Wow. But yeah, I was the first American to walk on the moon. Yeah. Oh. And, and my you... friend Nell was Betsy Ross. Nice. And did you wear, you know, like a space suit of some sort? Or did you yeah, make... I had, um, I think my mom, you know, that was back in the jumpsuits days. I think she had kind of a, kind of a faded red one. Top, nice. You know, t- pinned an American flag on that puppy. I was good to go. <laughs> Nice. So what, 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 and so John and Daphne going back to you. Yeah. So John and Daphne. So yesterday Daphne was Laura Ingalls Wilder and she, she wore a, um, you know, and I admit that there was some of my influence in there and who she chose. Say, did she yes. take that as an independent mm-hmm. choice or did you kind of? She did. She did. She had a couple other choices. Um, 
And I was like, and then she's, then she did suggest Laura Ingalls Wilder and, you know, who is, I just adore Laura Ingalls Wilder and her books. So she wore a dress. She did not wear a prairie dress, but she wore this patchwork dress that had been mine when I was probably in second grade. And I loved it so much that when we handed it down to my cousin, Cindy, I specifically said, I want it back. And mind you, Cindy didn't live next door or the next town over. She lived in Ohio, and we were in <laughs> Connecticut. So so, uh, so they did send it back. And, I mean, it looks brand new. And maybe I'll have to tweet a picture or something of it. And uh, so, oh, and she had this very – Daphne had a very posed, like very precise way of standing. They were allowed to hold note cards, but she really held her arms almost in like a ballerina-type pose out in front of her with her elbows bent but very – um, straight shoulders and and just very um, like she was gonna um, like she was stir, stirring the gruel or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. It was very it was very very um, precise the way she stood, and I was really impressed with her poise because at one point she I don't know whether she she didn't really flub a line, but I think she kind of couldn't understand what she was supposed to say next, or whether she was kind of moved by it so much because. Um, Laura Ingalls had gave birth to daughter Rose in 1889, and then uh, the next year uh, they had a son who died at birth. And so she, before she could get to that line, she just totally stopped, and she didn't say um or uh or hold on or anything. She, it was just silence for about eight seconds, which seems like an eternity in front of a class of third graders. Sure. And then when she figured out what she was going to say, she just started again. I was like, wow, that's some poise there. So um, so then after this podcast, I'm going to go see John be Steve Jobs. So, oh, is he wearing his turtleneck? He is. Thank turtleneck? you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because, he, you know, I just was like, oh, you know, Alexander Graham Bell doesn't mean anything to John or Thomas Edison. Like, what are those, you know, inventors and scientists mean to John? And I thought... Steve Jobs. Now there's a man that John can relate to because John loves everything, you know, that starts with an I, iPad, iPhone. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, so he, um, so, and then I thought, oh, totally easy costume. So I, I thought I was all clever and original. And so we don't have a black turtleneck, but my good friend Joya lives in Connecticut and her son goes to a private school. And I'm like, now, he, Timmy, Timmy will have a black turtleneck. So I, I, I emailed Joya and I was, or I guess I texted her and I was like, oh, do you have a black turtleneck you could send out for us? And because, you know, where am I going to find a black turtleneck for sale in May, right? Yeah. So, so she um, says, oh, Timmy yeah. wants it back, though. She no, wants yeah, it back. right. No, it's not bad turtleneck. Yeah. So he, uh, um, so she oh, said, I said he wants it back. Oh, I know. I know. I was joking <laughs> that it's oh. not patchwork like the dress. Oh. Um, so she, uh, so she, she said, oh, yeah, he has one. I'll send it out to you. And I'm like, oh, bet you can't guess why we need one. She's like, why? Is he going to be Steve Jobs? And I was like, oh, my gosh. And it turns out her daughter had done a presentation as Steve Jobs and worn a black turtleneck. Uh-huh. Very good. Oh, yeah, that is an easy costume. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yes. Yeah, so I'm excited. And he, has, and he has an actual pair of Levi's that we must have gotten as hand-me-downs. And so, you know, they look more... Um, fancy than his authentic, yeah, than his target, you know, super skinny girl jeans that he usually wears. <laughs> I don't think Steve Jobs wears girl jeans, so I think you're you're good there. Yeah, and then Jack had turns out had some wire rimmed glasses, so I have those in my purse, and I'm going to bring those because Jack didn't want him to bring them to school, and so I'm going to 
hand those off to John. So, oh, yes. very good. Do they have lenses in them? They do. And I asked John if he could see, and he said yes. So, oh. uh, I think for, for five <laughs> minutes or less, he'll be fine. Well, I know what he's has to read from note cards. He, That's kind of a. Oh, I know. He said, he, I think they are dis, they might be distance glasses. So, it was just, I think it was more a case of. When he looked up, I don't know. He said he could read just fine, and he's been he's been practicing so much. He's not gonna need to use his cards very much. Oh, good. Um, yeah, yeah. Good. The be- the best line in the whole thing is, um, Waz and I did not look like uh, traditional computer makers. We had shaggy hair, beards, and sometimes I didn't shower for days. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it's so funny because then when he does it, he he ruffles his hair and then kind of mimics what a beard looks like. He's, sure, hold he, on his chin. Yeah, so he's a little more animated than his twin sister. So, yeah, yeah, stood there six deal. Yeah, not moved by cards. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We don't have that. We have a spirit week, so the kids are dressing up as different things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just feel like this. I mean, every day there's something else at the mm-hmm. end of school year, and you're thinking, oh, it's just gonna like fade into nothing. Like, oh no, there's field day, and then tomorrow <laughs> is dress is your favorite decade day, oh, and yeah. then it's be at school to get this award thing, and then it's book fair, and it's like, oh my gosh, geez. I mean. It just, I, I, I have to, um, I mean, I was looking at my calendar this morning. I'm like, there's something every day that oh. I have to be at school at, you know, for more or less the next couple of weeks. So for I'm just the, like, for okay. the next 11 days. Yeah. 11 <laughs> days. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but you don't really care about what's happening with our kids at school because you're in your own little time warp hell probably. So, um, so let's move on to the actual, uh, meat Talk. of our podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And this, we we must admit, this is um, cribbed in part from Run Like a Mother. We are going to talk about how to get a great race photo. Um, and it's a, from, if you've seen us at Race Expos, we give some pointers on this. But, you know, you, ha- you had a personal reason for why you included this in Run Like a Mother, didn't you, Dim? Oh, yes, yes. Because I'd been running for close to 20 years and I had never ever gotten a good race picture. And, you know, it's not really about the race picture, but it is, especially in this this era of social media. Oh, yeah. You, you know, you, you love a good Facebook, you know, profile shot or something that you can tweet um, because th- there's nothing worse than coming home from a run, you know, and nowadays it takes a day. It used to take like three or four and you get that email like, oh, your pictures from XYZ race are ready. And you're like, okay, okay, I'm going to open it up. You know, it's a random Thursday afternoon. You open them up and you're like, for the love of God, did I really look like that? Like here you have these pictures of you like flying, you know, through the course and looking all happy and sprightly. And, you know, your and reality is your cheeks are red, you're trudging along, your shorts are all bunched. Up, your, your eyes are closed, out, yeah. you know, yeah. and you're just like, wow. And, and it looks like I'm walking when I knew I was running, you yeah. know, and you're just like, okay, all yeah. right, I guess I'll try it again, you know, and that happened to me so many times. And it, it was just so frustrating because, you know, I, I, I know that there's a very big gap between what I feel like I look like when I run and what I really look like when I run, but it would be nice to just have them meet in the middle and at yeah. least get yes. like one decent yes. picture, right? Oh, that's the thing. Because really, that did I look like that for every step of that race? Because oh. I didn't feel like that. I'm sure there are points where I felt like that, but did I really look like that? I know. No, I know. I mean, and I used to think, I mean, this is not a picture thing, but you know, back when I was like fresh and single and young in New York and I would be running around central park. And I, um, 
I would always be like, oh, you know, especially towards the end, I'm like, I must look like so fresh and healthy and cute. And I, and I would come home and look at myself in the mirror and it's oh, like, yeah. you know, my hair is like completely soaked. So I look like, you know, like I've got bad dreadlocks or something like that. You know, my, my cheeks are flush. My shirt is like, you know, sweaty in the wrong places. So yeah, it's like, some you know, boogers hanging on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just the whole thing. And you're just like, wow. Okay. Okay. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking at, um, a couple pictures actually on my wall of the oh, Nike nice. women's marathon. And that was, I think the first one that I got printed and it was, you know, taken by a professional photographer that was sent by runner's world. So, I mean, I really had, and I knew he was there. I knew he was going to be there and I was looking right at him. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, most people don't have that luxury. And, um, and so, so we want to give some great ideas. Yeah. And you inter- for the run, like the piece and run like a mother, you interviewed a professional photographer. So these aren't things that we're just are making up. These are, these are some tips. <laughs> some of them are, but from, from our own <laughs> so experience. We like to make up stuff too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, but um, you, you interviewed a professional photographer. And so these are some, these are some true tips. So, so we kind of, we, we broke them up. One more time. Yeah. So I, one day I called up this professional photographer and he gave me all of these tips. Is that clear? <laughs> so, so let's start with how to dress. Yeah. How to dress. Well, the first thing, and, and I kind of already alluded to it, but the crotch bulge and running shorts. Mm-hmm. And this is just, you know, a, fact that is true as the day is long. Like there are no running shorts that don't kind of creep up just a tiny bit. I mean, there's some that creep up worse than others, Mm -hmm. but they kind of, you know, slowly kind of inchworm up your thighs Mm -hmm. and they give you a exposes your thighs as an odd angle. So you're Mm -hmm. kind of got this weird angle going on in the shorts. And then, yeah, you kind of got this bulge where, you know, if you were a guy, it might be filled out by something else. Um, (laughs) But it just, it, they're just not flattering. Like mm-hmm. it is very hard from the side. You can sometimes get a good picture in running shorts, but from the front, it can be very difficult when you've been running for a while. Oh yeah. And that's exactly what your eye goes toward. So, exactly. You know, and that's not what you want. So, so yes. Yeah, so, so we, so we, I mean, so we recommend, uh, either a skirt, right. Mm-hmm. A running skirt, which, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of, even if the, the inner liner is kind of, um, you know, creeping up the way that most shorts do, at least you've got a nice flat, cute layer in front of you mm-hmm. or what or capris capris yeah. because then that <laughs> or what sarah <laughs> so that <laughs> you fill in the blank or what so the capris not only give a very sleek uh non-bunchy line but they also then you know can also be great for preventing chafing so that's why i in a marathon i've just now no matter what the weather i'm a capri girl so they just are, they're just flattering they're sleek but as you learned at your race in austin when you were there with grant a half marathon oh, a number of years gosh. ago you learned to make sure that the bottoms are black. So that yes, I, yes. <laughs> because black, black is a great color for the bottom because A, it's just, you know, it's universally slimming. Mm-hmm. And B, it hides any fluids, whether that be sweat or urine or something else that might leak out of you. Um, <laughs> during a race, I was wearing a pair of uh, Lululemon um, They were gray with pink accents. And the, and the race was on Valentine's Day. So again, reality and then my version of reality here i thought i looked so cute i had these very cute lululemon capris on i had this red athleta shirt on so i'm like oh it's valentine's day i look you know i look perfect um and then i get these pictures after and right around my crotch i have this nice lovely like bermuda triangle of sweat that is just you know it's just you know your eye just is like zooms right in there because this is after like when you're standing still yeah yeah um and oh nice 
I didn't get those pictures for a number of reasons, but that was that was a big factor. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. And then we also do love Tough Girl tutus and those, as we learned on the Ragnar relay. You've learned it twice for Ragnar, but so cute in photos. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So yeah. just you know, just that 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 it draws your eyes in a very positive way to that, and just you <laughs> you look festive. That it hides just a bunch of the fluids. You know, maybe a little jiggle, all that stuff. It just looks so fun and just you know that i there's no argument to where it, to how a tutu looks in a photo that's what i think so it's funny because my friends i was just at the colfax marathon it's a it's a um, half marathon 10 miler and, and a marathon and a gosh i should say that in order because that was a very odd jumbled sentence <laughs> but it's a colfax race and they have a, a marathon relay they have a 10 mile they have a half marathon and then they have the marathon so they have lots of options mm-hmm. and i had two friends that um were running in the um the marathon relay and they decided the night before to wear their tutus they were on my ragnar team in colorado nice and um and so they wore their pink tough girl tutus and i guess afterwards they went to some um deli to get breakfast mm-hmm. and uh and uh one of my friends was saying that they they actually like they saw somebody snapping like a um a sly picture with oh, their my goodness. On the tutus you know like <laughs> if you were like with a celebrity you're kind of like i don't want them to see but there's Lance Armstrong, right, you know, right. like, so, uh, so I was like, wow, I wonder if they thought you guys were in your tutu. So, <laughs> well, but either that, I thought I'd be like, huh. Then I, of course, you know, me and having traveled with me, Dimity, you know, I'd probably go over and be like, they're tough girl tutus. They're yeah, a local yeah. Colorado company. And, <laughs> and, then, and then meanwhile, they'd probably be like, oh uh, yeah, we just wanted to make fun of you. So we were going to post it on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Because who wears tutus on a Sunday morning? <laughs> right, right, right. Outside of a race setting, exactly. Yeah. So, um, so although tutus don't quite fit the bill of this next rule that we have, um, uh, so they're the exception. But but wear something slightly form fitting. You know, when you're when you get a photo taken of you by a professional, not by some sly person at a deli. Um, you know, you you don't want your tea or jacket flying out behind you like a superhero cape. You know, it just, there's, there's too much fabric. It's hard to tell where the fabric ends and you begin. And so it's like, oh, really? That, that, no, I, I'm, I'm more svelte than that. So, um, you know, we know that some women are self-conscious about showing off their physique, but trust us on this one. You know, in an action photo, having something that's more following the contours of your body is going to be a whole lot more flattering. Oh, absolutely. I mean, all you have to do is what watch what not to wear mm-hmm. to know that. Your favorite. You, know, you get uh-huh. the people who, you know, want to come in and, you know, lose 20 pounds. Um, and so they end up, you know, hiding under these kind of captain-like dresses or mm-hmm. whatever they're wearing. And and then Stacey and Clinton work their <laughs> what not to wear magic. And, um, and you know, you, you belt them, you, um, you know, get stuff that flatters them in the right place. And all of a sudden they look, they look 20 pounds lighter and they haven't lost a pound yet. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, so yes, I mean, I know a lot of women come in, especially if you've had a kid, maybe your body isn't exactly how you want it to be, mm-hmm. but you know, you don't have to have like stuff that, you know, sucking in your, you know, as like, you know, completely form fitting, but something that, you know, gives you um, a sleeker bottom, like capris are great. And then something on top that, you know, kind of, you know, just hugs your curves, makes you look like the cute, badass mother runner you are. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So, and um, you alluded to, t- to tops there. So, Please do not wear the race tee. You know, I just, 
I, I sort of, um, you know, there's so many people, you know, you get to the, the race and there is just a sea of, you know, the navy blue race tees or the, you know, the maroon race tees, something that's like not working so well. But, you know, just wear a color that's going to make you stand out from the crowd and save that race tee for, you know, runs after the fact when you want to reflect back on your effort or, you know, kind of have some bragging rights. So wear a color that'll make you stand out from the crowd and really pop in photos. Makes it so much easier, you know, when, you know, if you think about your family standing there and be like, oh, she said she'd be by at, you know, 1030. Where is she? Where is she? It's like, oh, there's that bright pink shirt she's wearing. Here she comes. Here comes the mother runner we know and love. You know, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I used to always wear this. I can be a creature of habit. So I used to always wear this purple hat with this purple tee. And I went through a big purple phase there a couple of years ago. <laughs> so, What's eating Gilbert Grape? What's eating Sarah Bowen Shea? Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, um, and it really helped my family find me on the when I ran the 2010 Portland Marathon, and it was pouring rain, and it was so gray. And then you know, here comes tall Gilbert Grape with her purple on. <laughs> there you go. That's yeah. Awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a good color, yeah, a bright color is really helpful for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then this was more of a. This is more of a technical tip, not so much a styly fashion thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to have your bib number on the layer of the shirts um, or your, that you are going to have most of the time mm-hmm. um, during the race. So, I mean, so if you're going to, you know, if you're, say, you're doing a 10-mile race and you've got a long sleeve shirt under a short sleeve shirt and you know you're going to shed it within a mile or two mm-hmm. um, and tie that around your waist and fight all the tips that we just gave you <laughs> have something billowing <laughs> out behind you, um, then your number wants to be on that shorter sleeve shirt. Um, you just want it to be very visible numbers, you know, you know, never go on the back of your shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but they can go on your shorts or your tutu or on your thigh, huh, Sarah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, um, so I was just, at, I've been at a lot of race expos lately. It's been a lot of fun. And so I was at the Portland rock and roll last week and two or three women, were saying that they pin their numbers on their thigh. And then at the week before that, I was at Hippie Chick, and I saw a couple women, and I'm like, hmm, I'm sensing a trend here. And um, so I'd never really seen that before. And I, I guess I would think, I'd worry that, like, the pins would, like, poke into me or something. But, you know, then they're like, hey, you know, that that's, then I don't have to worry about, oh, am I going to be wearing my short sleeve shirt or my tank top? You know, where's it going to sure. go? Or um, I know that I, I don't like how my bib sometimes gets in the way of me being able to pull the bottom of my shirt up and wipe my face. So, oh, so okay. that would eliminate that problem. But uh, yeah. What, what did they say about putting it on there? Oh, they putting don't. In that spot. I, I said, I was like, isn't that uncomfortable? Doesn't that put, and they're like, no. Nope, do it all the time. But, but but why do they pick that? Because then again, that it just that like that's you know it's that's just, they're they're, they're wearing one bottom. Yeah, well, and they're wearing one bottom, and that's yeah. they're going to be keeping that <laughs> on. <laughs> well, you never know. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, no, that seemed to be pretty much the reason they were giving me that. Given, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I put it on my shorts before. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Maybe maybe I'll do that. I'm running the Boulder Boulder on Monday, so oh, that's right. I might surprise you and put it in a wacky spot. Sarah, Ooh, just crazy! Things, Go crazy! You know? I know. <laughs> Life of a mother runner, so fun. Where am I going to pin my number today? <laughs> Who's going to guess the right spot? Um, and then back to kind of more of a fashion thing, um, but also a function thing is sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they are definitely a necessity for particularly you know, in Colorado. Say for example, Colorado, they definitely are. I mean, it was. We had this uh, an epic, epic hailstorm yesterday, Sarah. I cannot mm. tell you. I don't think I've ever been caught in a hailstorm like that before. Oh. It was like 
20 minutes. I left the house and it takes me about, say, seven or eight minutes to get to my kid's school. Mm -hmm. And then I had to sit in the car just waiting for them, Mm -hmm. you know, waiting for the the hail to stop before I could go and get them. And that was probably another 10 minutes. I mean, it was 20 solid minutes. And in a car, it is assaults all your senses. Oh boy. Yeah. You must've been loving that. Oh my gosh. And it was, I mean, I, I felt like I was in the middle of like a microwave popcorn bag. Like I was just like, and I had Mason in the car with me. Cause sometimes he likes to come pick up the kids. And of course I can't open up the windows because you know, he usually it sticks his head out mm-hmm. and enjoys the fresh breeze, but I can't do that. And so he's just, and he's, you know, the noise is getting to him. Thanks to Storyworth for supporting our podcast. StoryWorth is a subscription service started by a fellow who wanted families to be able to share their memories and anecdotes with each other. Here's how it works. Purchase a StoryWorth subscription for someone you love, and each week, StoryWorth sends that loved one an email with a question about his or her life. The person either replies with his or her story via email or records it by phone by calling a StoryWorth number. After a year, the stories are bound in a lovely hardcover keepsake book. My husband Jack and I gifted Storyworth to his dad, and we're especially looking forward to hearing his tales about going to medical school in Dublin, Ireland, which is where Jack was born and spent the first four years of his life. Then we'll share the book with Jack's siblings. For $20 off, visit storyworth.com AMR when you subscribe. That's storyworth.com AMR. Too, so he's fogging it up from the inside. It's like, pound, 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 pound. The point of the story is that I even had my sunglasses on during the, the hailstorm. I mean, it was just, you know, it was that kind of cloud cover. It wasn't uh-huh. super dark yeah. that, you know, I just feel like I always need sunglasses on here in Colorado. I do have to say um, that um, uh, Courtney Duke, who's a um, mother runner here in Portland, she has this whole group of women runners. It's a great group. And so, but her husband one time tweeted to me, I said something about having to keep my sunglasses on you know, like, I don't know, his sunglasses rain something. He's like, oh, yeah, I always say that it's the Portland's the one place where you wear your sunglasses in the rain. And so look, you wear them in the hail. So yeah, yeah, so but then then wearing them in a race photo, that how many times have you opened up the, you know, the email looked at your proof? and It's like, did I run with my eyes closed? Why are my eyes closed in every picture? So yeah. So. Yeah. I finally had a good race picture. I had one at the Zuma. It was right when we launched Run Like a Mother. So this is 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ran the 5K. And I think I may even got an age group award, which mm. hasn't happened before or since. <laughs> um, and uh and I just, I, I was like, oh, this is such a cute picture. And then I, and then I blew it up. I bought it, uh-huh. you know, based on the thumbnail. Cause I'm like, oh, finally I look like strong and tall and everything I want to look like. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I bought it and my eyes are closed. Oh, oh snap. <laughs> Dang it. So, so that, that, that just eliminates that problem. Yeah. Cause you have the, I mean, the one race photo of yours that really sticks out in my mind is that one that you finally were like, yes, I got an awesome photo. And it was you during a triathlon, wasn't it? During the running portion of a triathlon. Yes. And, yes, it was. Yeah, and you're wearing sunglasses, and so it's exactly. like it's like, oh yeah, she looks yeah, like she means business. Exactly. I look, I look pretty badass. <laughs> well, and that that leads into nicely into the next section of how to position yourself. And um, I was thinking about some of these tips earlier before we jumped on this podcast. And one of the things I will say is um, I was just reflecting on our various pictures, and it is so much easier to get a good picture mm-hmm. in a smaller race mm-hmm. because um, mm-hmm. we're going to talk a little bit about trying to see the photographer. And I mean, in that one, you know, I saw the photographer, you know, up 30 feet ahead of me and there were maybe two people in front of me, <laughs> you know? So I had a little time to prepare. Same thing. Like I, I have a good one 
that I really liked from Iron Man. Uh-huh. And um, at that point, you know, the race would had spread out enough that I kind of had them all to myself. And uh-huh. even though like run Disney pictures are great because of the scenery and all that, mm-hmm. and they've got so many photographers on the course, mm-hmm. there's also so many people on the course. Oh, I know. That it's hard. Well, we're going to talk about that in a second, but yeah. I guess I just want to um, put that out there that if you really go in for like a great picture, like pick a, you know, a 5k or a 10k that has, you know, less than a thousand people in it. And, mm-hmm. um, and you might be, I think that, that, that ups your odds. Yeah. You know, now that you're pointing that, well, and it, it has to be big enough so that there will be a photographer, photographer there. there. Exactly. Yeah. So, just, so don't know, go do the, 5K. Yeah. 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 So, but, so it has to be big enough for that, but then small enough, like you're saying, so you can get some of your own real estate out there on the course. And now that you pointed that out, I thinking about two of my favorite race photos and one of them was at a women's half marathon that's no longer in existence um, here in Eugene, Oregon. And then um, at a 5K, the red dress 5K out in so Connecticut. Connecticut, I, I know that picture. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I love that picture. That used to, you know, when we when the book first came out, some magazines would be like, oh, can you send a picture of yourself running? And I'm like, I got just the picture for you. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like I'm blazing it up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so sometimes photographers, sometimes like the bigger courses will tell you where the photographers are mm-hmm. going to be. So you have that knowledge. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, if it's a half marathon, you know, and if they're at – two, four, and say 10 or something like that, mm-hmm. then then around 10, you might be able to get a better picture because people are more spaced out. Mm-hmm. But a photographer at two, if it's a popular half marathon, is going to be a tough It's going to be a group shot. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's going to yeah. be a group shot. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and things like, I, I know that um, at Zuma races, you know, Bray, the, the race organizer, she'll tell you where they're going to be. We've asked before at those talks we give, you know, hey, so, so sometimes the... Um, the race website will tell you where the photographers are going to be or they'll show on the race map. But then, you know, you can also ask an official sometimes if it seems like a knowledgeable official. So, mm-hmm. so, um, so, okay. So you, maybe you finally, you know, either ahead of time or you spy them out there in the course. And so let's talk about some things you do to, when you see that photographer ahead. So, sure. yeah. So I think you want to try to, you know, let's say the photographer's on the left side of the course, you try to, you know, move yourself over to the left side of the course and buy yourself some real estate or some clear space around you. And, you know, don't tailgate other runners, like have a pocket of clear space around you. So that can be the frame of your photo as it were. Just kind of, you know, emit like your badass, you yeah. know, ode to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Ode badass. How do you say that? Like, oh, like, mm-hmm. Just O? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like the letter O. Okay. E-A-U. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's just an E. So that is really screwed up. Three <laughs> letters to get, or three vowels to get one vowel that isn't even in those three vowels. Hey, I mean, hey, hey, French people, you got to hey, work on that. Hey. What were you thinking here? Yeah. Along with those freedom fries, we got something else to talk to you about. Um, okay. So O to bad ads, you know, spread that around kind of like a skunk spreads around there, mm-hmm. you know, O to bad ass and, uh, and kind of get, get it, get yourself a little space, a little pocket mm-hmm. of air. Yes. Um, the biggest thing is, um, and, and this is what I did in my t- triathlon picture is I thought light and quick on my feet. That is not how I ran the entire 5k. <laughs> that is not how I typically run, even though I'd like to. And again, reality, my sense of reality, I feel like I try to be light and quick all the time. Mm-hmm. That's my intention anyway. Um, but really think fast and not fast. Like I'm going to run fast, but mm-hmm. I really, your intention is to get air under your feet mm-hmm. to give mm-hmm. you that, it's that, that look that you are actually running. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, there's nothing wrong with walking. We're big fans of the Galloway method. You know, you can run, walk to, 
to the till the end of the day. That's fine with us. But when you get a picture and you were actually running and it looks like you're walking, oh, like so a little bit of you dies inside, right? <laughs> it does. It does. And, you know, it's like, oh, no, I know when we were going past that lake, I definitely was running the entire section. Yeah. Or, you know, or I know when I, you know, right after I passed my family, I know I was running because I wanted them yes. to see me running. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. So that that is just so disheartening. So, yeah. So, I mean, you know, you were saying it doesn't have to be fast, but, you know, think about quick turnover. So there's, you know, the chance of catching your feet on the ground is a whole lot less, you know, and speed up even just for the, the 20, 30 feet between you and the photographer and just, you know, try to think about prancing along and like I, a balloon is kind of attached to your head kind of thing. I mean, mm-hmm. it was amazing when we were at the um, Olympic marathon trials in Houston mm-hmm. and I just had, I just, you know, the professional photographer that I am, I put my, um, my camera on sports mode mm-hmm. and, um, and I just, just shot and shot and shot. And, um, and there was not, I, I don't think there was one picture that had a runner that had one foot on the ground. Yeah. Like they just run. <laughs> That, like that's how they naturally run. I mean, it is amazing. I they levitate I them up because it's just it's. It, I mean, it's really inspirational, and you realize how naturally talented they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they work like the Dickens as well. But you're like, wow, that is that's that. What does that feel like? Right. <laughs> I want to know what that feels like just to run like that all the time for twenty six point two to float along a race course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just think float. That's a good a good verb. Again, it's mm. not about like going. It's not a, about you know, all of a sudden, like picking up a speed like you would in an interval, it's like being deliberate with your stride so that it like looks like you're floating along. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So and do something to get the photographer's attention. Because I don't know, I, I'm always worried that they're like, oh, th- I, you know, I'll, I'll then look back and think, oh, I know they got photos of me. Nope, they didn't get photos of me right then when I was smiling. So, you know, do something yeah. like smile, wave, give a thumbs up, you know, kind of point at yourself like mm-hmm, me, me, I'm yeah, just yell, here I am. <laughs> right. Got it? Or right. something like that, you know, like yeah. yell at them too. They can hear. <laughs> they can hear. Yeah. So, and, you know, do a little leprechaun kick, something cute. Um, but then as I learned in Boston, <laughs> do not do the same thing in every photo. <laughs> I mean, it, every single picture of me at Boston, I have my arms raised up in the air. It looks like I ran 26.2 with my arms up over my head. <laughs> Which is quite a feat. Next time we're just going to ask you to juggle. That's okay. okay. Yeah, right? Guinness Book of World Records. Here I come. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's... yeah. You did, yeah. I mean, do, you know, mix it up, especially in a longer race. I mean, if you're in a shorter race, you might only have one or two chances for a shot. But, um, but yeah, not, not arms up every single time. Yeah. Um, it is funny, though. My Iron Man pictures, um, that the one that I really liked had my arms up, and then the finish line one mm-hmm. had my arms up. And I'm like, did I not shave my armpits? I don't know if it was because I've been out there so long. <laughs> it had grown back. Time for his hair to grow. I mean, because it was a full day. Um, <laughs> Um, but I'm like, gosh, I, 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 for sure I thought I did, but it looks like I got a little, you know, salt and pepper going on in there. Oh, Tim, that's so funny because when I remember when I looked at those pictures, I thought, look at that. She doesn't have any pit hair in those pictures. So, oh, good. Maybe yeah. I'm just being You are being super critical. critical. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So well, I, mean, I, I definitely, I like a good shave. Like before a race, <laughs> I love to shave. My, I mean, I love to shave my legs and my pits. Like I like feeling sleek. Uh-huh. Don't you do, you, do you shave before a race? Oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah, not yeah. not the morning of. I mean, I don't take well, a yeah, shower the I, day of. Yeah. But, you know, like the morning of the day mm-hmm. before or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're not alone in that. 
in that. Okay. Yes. No, okay. no, 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 no. It has so that, you know. I, I also wonder if maybe... It splits down from a 930 to a 929. <laughs> it's really important. <laughs> I wonder also if maybe it was just like a little like lint or something, you know, from... from, oh, from yeah, and it could have been the time of day too. I mean, I was running, you know, when it was getting towards dusk. So, I mean, it's not a big deal. I'm not like, wow. But, you know, but I was like... God, it just looks dark, darker than I would have, you know, if I had, if I, if I had my own version of Photoshop, I would have cleaned it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and also, you know, it, there's nothing wrong with practicing what you're going to do it for your race photo, because, um, you know, I made the mistake of, um, in Ogden, when we did that half marathon, you know, I didn't realize that I needed to raise my arms straight up overhead. And so, you know, I, I look like a bank hostage in every photo from that race, because I have my arms like a goalpost instead of a a football referee with arms straight up overhead. So, so, you know, well, exactly. Well, we should tell the Ogden story. I mean, I know we kind of <laughs> oh, have that yeah. slated for later on, but I mean, now that you've thrown it out there. So we ran in Ogden, um, the half marathon. It's a beautiful, beautiful race, mm-hmm. um, that takes you down through a Canyon. So it's probably nine, nine or 10 miles of, of, you know, slightly sloping downhill. And then you, and then you hit the flat ground and, you know, want to roll over and die, but that's okay. <laughs> um, so, so, um, so I had, was trying to, I was, I think I was working with Brianna, the coach then, and she was having me hold back, you know, trying to learn how to race properly for once in my life. And you were ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I caught you around mile, gosh, nine eight. Or ten. Nine yeah. Or ten, yeah. Nine. And, and, and we, we should, uh, interject that back then it was pretty rare for us to run a race together. So yeah, we, we well, had, still is, but yeah, yeah. But that was like our first one ever. We had, I mean, you had put together outfits, you know, we had our, there was another mother on her tanks had just debuted. So we mm-hmm. were wearing those and felt very cute and sassy in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, so I see you and, um, and I see you walking and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> and so I was like, Oh, are you okay? You know? And you were kind of in the middle of eating a goo and you're like, I walk when I eat my goos. And I didn't really hear that. And I was like, Sarah, are you okay? Come on, let's go, let's go. You know, and you're like, I walk when I eat my goose. I was like, okay, sorry, I didn't quite hear that. Like, because I, I am like trying to be concerned for you, and you're like biting my head off, but that's okay. Let's keep running together and let's get some pictures. So then, so that was just the first of many miscommunications between us because then you and I had been like beforehand, we're like, okay, we're gonna get a great race photo. We're wearing our new AMR tanks and our cute skirts, and we're, you know, this looks good. We need some photos for the books or to promote the second book when it comes out and so then we're running along that long straight away at the finish that that we're just you know can barely speak to each other but we had decided that we would raise our hands up overhead for our photo for whatever reason and so we were just plodding along you know like we gotta finish this race and then I see the photographer and I'm like, must raise arms. So I raise my arms and there you are, your arms still at your side. And I'm thinking, I don't even have enough energy to be like, arms up, arms up. So, so, so yeah, so you, so your arms are raised like, um, like don't shoot, don't shoot the bank yeah, hostage. Like 90 degree bends in each of your elbows. You know, you're like, you're forming like a goalpost uh-huh. where really with you, if you're going to raise your arms, you want to, you know, you don't have completely stick straight elbows, but you want to have straight arms. They can kind of be out to the side. So you're a T or, you know, you can do a little airplane. That's oh yeah. You were doing some airplane mode in Disney. I remember like, Sarah, what the hell are you doing? Sarah's like, zoom, zoom, zoom. I'm like, I'm mixing it up. I know. Wow. Are we four? And now we're going to go see Thomas the Tank Engine next. So yeah. So those Ogden ones. So then we get them back. I'm like, ah, 
why didn't you raise your arms? <laughs> I was too tired. I had run the race that I was supposed to, but man, it took it out of me. There's yeah. nothing. I mean, downhill races are so just, what's the word? They're false. They're liars. They're, they're just, I mean, because they're you posers. think, oh, I'm going to run downhill, you know, <laughs> oh, it's going to be easy. And so then, you know, your your quads seize up, you know, about mile six or seven. Mm -hmm. And then anytime you hit flat, I mean, it honestly feels like you are like going to climb Mount Everest. Oh yeah. Like, it's like, it womp, just, womp, womp. yeah. I mean, they're, what's the word though? They're not liars. They're, um, deceptive. They're deceptive. They're just mm. big, big fat liars. They're just not liars. They're big fat liars. And I don't like them. <laughs> I do have to say that is the, to me, that's my favorite part of all of run like a mother where you go through that. How long was that race that you did that was downhill? Oh, it was the Gothic one third marathon. It was from Gothic, Colorado to Crested Butte. It's on the, um, it's on the 4th of July. Oh, that was the best, <laughs> the best line. I don't have the book. Do you have the book in front of you? It's because... something, um, hold on, I can grab it. <laughs> I think this is a line that you're thinking about, Sarah. The third, my stomach felt like it was creating its own milkshake, whose main ingredient was puke. <laughs> <laughs> my, by the fourth, my quads toasted, my head throbbing. I was ready to hang a U-turn and head back uphill, mm -hmm. which is a lie. That's a little bit of dramatic license. <laughs> I finished, but I've never been so thrilled to see a finish line with only a slight incline. So Yeah, just the, the idea of a milkshake made of puke. I just love that line. <laughs> yeah, it was five miles downhill at the end, and it was an eight mileish, eight mile race. So, oh boy, yeah, that was tough. It was tough, but yeah. it was, I mean, it's really fun to look down and be like, "Wee, I'm running like a seven fifteen, and it feels like nothing," you know. But then you're like, but then you know, you want that really to be your last mile of the race. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. if you can find a downhill race that ends like that, then you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. just won't be able to sit on the toilet for a while after. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so the so the back to the practicing thing. I think for me, the most important thing has been to practice smiling which yeah. is because, oh boy, I'm not a natural smiler. And so I have a little trouble doing it anyway. But so, oh my goodness, every time for a while there, I, I looked like I was grimacing or I looked like, you know, when a, um, like a black lab smiles, but some people think it looks like it's snarling at them. <laughs> yeah, It's like, oh, what's she doing? Oh, stop that. You don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm start calling you Rover from now on, Sarah. Get your Rover on. Get your Rover. Yeah, yeah it's funny. And the smile thing is important. It's good for a picture, but it's also really good. Um, we had a great picture of one of our Ragnar teammates from last year, mm -hmm. Amy, who is an ultra runner, very, very uh, talented runner. But she was um, wearing her 110% compression socks towards the end of an ultra marathon. This was before Ragnar. And um, and she was smiling. And I remember a Facebook post about it. Be like, how are you smiling? Like at the end of running, you know, 70 miles to the New Mexico mountains. I mean, <laughs> it wasn't really 70 miles, but it was definitely a tough race. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you know what? When it gets tough, I smile. Aww. And there's a, a quote um, from uh, Ironman triathlete that says the same thing. When it gets tough, I smile. And I think, you know, there is some kind of brain body connection that when you are feeling your worst, if you can smile, somehow that, you know, releases some receptors or neurochemicals or I don't know, but, you know, you can find a study somewhere <laughs> that um, proves it. But um, that's just a good little thing to take through life. I mean, wasn't a while ago I was 
wasn't I trying to smile more on runs? I remember one oh, podcast right. about that. Oh, sure. That was one of our goals quite a long time ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. That was let's, close to like. Let's talk about where that one went. <laughs> 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 right out the window with uh, a good brace photo. But um, yeah. Anyway. So so then, okay. So let's say you're in that, um, you know, you really want to try to stand out a little. Um, also, it's important if you're with a pal, like, you know, you and I. So we'd figured out this move we were going to do together. because um, Our airplane move. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I sometimes think that the uh, race photographers don't necessarily know that you're with that person. Like even I was shocked that, you know, you and I were both Queen Elsa when we were at Princess and Tinkerbell and that there's all these photos of just one of us. I'm like, no, 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 we're together. We want our picture together. So, you know, do the, you know, clasp hands, put, you know, kind of put your arm out toward them as if, you know, you're trying to like put your arm around their shoulder something like that to give them a sense, give the photographer a sense that we're together, let's get a photo together. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's, yeah. Yeah. And, but I think they also just shot us solo too. So we could have a couple of those, you know, cause they, even Quill, you know, Nelson needs their space sometimes, right? Yeah, she does. Oh goodness. We are not going to sing. We are not going to sing. Um, no, so, I mean, and I then uh, plan on singing. What? Yeah. Was there oh. a song called I need my space? <laughs> no, but you know, when she goes up to the, you know, a kingdom of isolation and it looks like I'm the queen. So. Oh, is that the Let It Go song? <laughs> that would be the Let It Go song. Oh, yeah. yeah. So um, one thing, one of my favorite race picture anecdotes comes from uh, Caroline Tabby, who is a frequent poster on our Facebook page, and we're crazy about her. We've met her at a race or two. And then remember her, she was doing, in her first half marathon, do you remember her finish line photo? There is the this pot-bellied, shirtless hairy chested dude behind her and she looks so triumphant crossing that finish line and there he is just totally photobombing her <laughs> photobomb <laughs> i know i feel like he had like kelly green like nylon gym shorts circa 1972 it was with, wait t- tmi on the shorts tmi yeah. is what i'm thinking yeah it was tmi all the way around and i have since seen her photo and she has photoshopped it or something so that she it's just her and it's an awesome yeah. race photo but when she, I remember when she posted on our facebook page we, were, we all like threw up a little in our mouths we were like Whoa. yeah too much hair too much hair <laughs> yeah yeah um, so speaking of the finish line mm-hmm. so this is where the photographer that i interviewed in mm-hmm. case you didn't know i interviewed a photographer oh you did oh um, okay yeah yeah um he really this is where he got a little adamant and um self-righteous because the biggest <laughs> thing is everyone wants a good you know finish line photo and what do we all do when we cross the finish line, gonna, that's that's not a rhetorical question, Sarah. Answer that question. Yes, please. we all look down at our watch or GPS and we press the stop button. Yep, because because, because you, you gotta know, have that time, right? <laughs> you gotta save it for posterity, <laughs> even though it is, you know, you got a chip on your bib or on your shoe or something, and it is that race is timed down to the nanosecond. But oh my, my GPS has got to say it. I gotta have it on my soleus, you know. I gotta be able to see it, show it off. <laughs> exactly. So so you know, give yourself those two or three seconds. Get clearly across the line because sometimes i mean even an iron i remember an iron man like i was like oh they definitely got the picture no that's where i'm walking across the finish line wiping my butt (laughs) (laughs) um so i mean i got some other ones good ones before that but you gotta like you know just keep it just a little bit longer than you think it should it is true because also i thought the same thing you know here we had just given this talk at the run disney expo i forget whether it was princess or tinkerbell but oh there we are you know a couple steps past the finish line both of us pressing our soleus you know gps and it's like oh come on really we didn't even take our own advice 
Yeah, yeah. So run to the medals. You might, yes. We might knock somebody over, but that's okay. You know, if you get an extra medal for doing that, you know, no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, definitely give yourself a nice, a nice bit of time, a little chunk of change mm-hmm. and then, um, and then turn it off. Yeah. Um, because the, it, you know, those bibs, those chips on those bibs or your ankle or your shoe or whatever work pretty well. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, yeah. And the other thing is to also, if, uh, if it's a bigger race, say, um, you know, a Disney race or, you know, Boston, I know a lot of marathons have photographers on scaffolding up above the finish line. And so if you're wearing a hat, that then it's just the photographer you interviewed was saying that then it casts a shadow over your face. And it's like, oh, okay, well, there's me with just a big dark circle on top of my head and the rest of my body. So, so I remember you had, um, I guess maybe like we'd been talking about this before rock and roll Nashville. And so from mile 12 to 13, I'm like, okay, I have to get my hat off. So it became something to do during that final mile was to try to like zhuzh my hair a little bit. Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's the hard part, right? Is that you get, you know, like you want to take off your hat, but then you're like, but what does my hair look like? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. You know, I've got air under my feet. I'm smiling. I got my arms in the right place and my hair, you know, it looks like a nice, nice hat head. So oh, yeah. If you're, if you're not up for doing that, just, you know, just slightly tip it back a little bit just so like the brim in case the, the sun is in a place where it's going to cast a shadow at least mm-hmm. it's not gonna, it'll, it'll get you in the best possible light mm-hmm. oh, truly the best possible light yeah exactly <laughs> yes yes yeah i'm always envious of women who can like i mean there's a couple of women and she, her name is i know she's in texas and i think her name is tammy but i'm no could mm-hmm. be wrong but she's starfishes over the line meaning oh, I mean, she's probably about as big as my pinky yeah. and she you know does this lovely jump with her arms out and her legs out and she looks so cute um but even like a leprechaun leak like you threw that out and i'm like i couldn't do that to save my life after <laughs> i couldn't do it after any race because it because it's it's a coordination move right. that is not and that you know is very different than running forward and whether i've been running for 3.1 miles or 26.2 like that is the <laughs> that is a pattern my muscles are in they are not allowed they cannot kick up their heels all of a sudden to the side yeah too much brain power for this tall white girl (laughs) oh yeah no i'm I'm not even sure i could do a starfish or a leprechaun leap right here in the studio like if i stood up right now so forget about doing it at the end of the race yeah. So, yeah. 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 I mean, I think, I think just, you know, trying to look exuberant at the finish line, whatever exuberant looks like for you, um, you know, that, I don't know. I just, I have a photo from the Boston finish and it just, I look so just elated and just high on life. It's just, and, yeah. it's, and then the, and the spectators, um, bleachers are behind me and, and my arms are raised, but, um, but I'm wearing glasses and, you know, my head's tilted back a little bit. So there was some light on my face and, oh, I just, I just, I really need to know that thing about it. I need to print that photo and, and put it on my desk or something. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's and, perfect. Yeah. And we also get so many awesome photos from, from our run Disney races. I think, um, one, because there's so many photographers out there, so the odds are, are with us. But also just, you know, a costume makes for such a cute f- photo, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And now you say, let's talk about our best race photos. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> that's, that's how we're to wrap things up. And I'm like, I'm not sure. I mean, we were, I've already kind of gone through yeah. my two greatest race photos. <laughs> my only two good ones. <laughs> one of the triathlon is the ones at Iron Man. Well, I, I need a good straight up running one. Remember that one that I had? <laughs> this should probably be the one from the podcast. Um, do you remember from the Twin Cities 10 miler? And I, it was cold that day. So I was wearing long tights. My 
my my long sleeve black badass. I think uh-huh. I was wiping my nose with the pink and green, oh, yes. the pink and gray striped gloves. Oh, yes. Do you remember that? I do. I look like like a tapeworm that like came out of nowhere. Like I just look. It, I, I think I got to find that again. I think it's on my other computer. Oh my goodness, that was that is. <laughs> That is one for the record books there, Tim. That was quite yeah. an epically bad picture. I know. And that, that's the one that I think I just screenshotted where I was like, you know, do not use and all watermarks and everything because I, wa- I wasn't way know how buying that one. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think people should post either their best or their race, best or their worst race photos on our Facebook page after they listen to that this podcast. How about that? Yeah. I think we need a post with like worst race photos. I mean, that that would be kind of fun to look at. It, oh, it would be very – oh, I mean, there's a whole website dedicated to that so well we'll do our amr version of that yeah we sure we sure will oh yeah watch out watch out we're coming for you bad race photo website we're gonna do our amr version of it yeah 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 so so please do if you're uh if you've enjoyed this podcast please post your best or worst race photo on our facebook page which is run like a mother the book our website is another mother runner our online store is motherrunnerstore.com on Twitter and Instagram, we are The Mother Runner. Our books, Run Like a Mother and Train Like a Mother, are available on Amazon as well as our own site. And uh, whether you are smiling at a race photographer or not, many happy miles to you. Smile like you need it.